Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacadia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. It's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some DC stuff probably. Uh, might be some off stuff. There's going to be Flash recaps of Flash Season 2 every Tuesday. Um, so it's going to be four or five of those, depending on how many Tuesdays are in May. But it's going to be tight, because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic for Cavcadia. So you hear this every day of the week, and then you'll hear an intro for the movie that I'm covering that day. Or TV show. Ooh, scary! Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. Hey, cool cats and groovy killings, it's your boy in Austin here with another episode of Friday Night Fright, the podcast, and it's officially over 4.8 thousand hits, yay! I know some people say, haha, I get that for one episode, but you know, cram up your ass. I don't get that for one episode, I get that overall, and I'm happy with it, because I feel just like John Gresham. Anyway, today's episode deals with the biggest movie of all time, 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 Avengers Endgame. The movie where all the Avengers team up, uh, sort of, no, wait, Avengers Endgame? No, Avengers Infinity War, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, this is movie before the movie where all superheroes team up and do awesome shit. Don't get me wrong, awesome shit's done in this movie, but there's enough movie for the really awesome shit's done. Well, in some ways, people thought this was better. I don't know, I'm not here to judge, but I do remember this being one of the biggest movies of all time. And I saw it... Was it a midnight screening recently? I can't remember, but I loved it. I thought it was great. And part of that's because I was a bit of a hipster douchebag towards Joss Whedon. I thought, hey, this is more fun than that movie. Partly because I did more with the um, uh, personalities and form and construction that Russo Brothers brought to these movies. And I thought they really stuck landing. Also partly because Thor's entrance in this movie is one of the greatest things in the history of cinema. And I was stand on account for that. And also... Um, the amazing um, speech, mini speech given about, then it will be glorious end when Wakanda's going battle was amazing. And yeah, I, I'm pumped to rewatch this because it's one of my favourite Marvel movies, favourite super movies, favourite action movies, favourite blockbusters. And be nice to see how it holds up. So I'll be back in just brief moments, just after a briefer word from our sponsors. Sponsors. My good sweet lord, Avengers Infinity War is amazing. I don't really know what to say. It's it's tremendous. Like, it's legitimately a crowning achievement in terms of blockbusting. I know lots of people go, no, it's not, and they're fine, they can disagree, but from my perspective, I don't think you can make big budget high states Singma better than this. Maybe, like, you can make a more complete movie dealing with one character. I can buy that. But movie deals with this many characters. Sorry, putting the rest of weight. Movie deals with this many characters, this many moving pieces, and this much forward momentum. Manages to hold landing. It's just ridiculous. And to make it genuinely really good at the same time, it's so hard to compute. Like, seriously, it's, it's just... You think of... I think of many of my favourite movies, and okay, this isn't in my top 10 or top 25, or maybe even top 50, that's because, you know, those spots are reserved for, like, genre-redefining classic stuff, 
And that's not an insight on this movie. But when you think of all those great movies, none have this many moments in them. This is literally a meme of a movie. I mean, you just think how much cool shit is in this movie. From Thor's entrance, to the Wakanda army gathering, to the jokes, to the action sequences, to Captain America's entrance, to Guardians of Galaxy's entrance, to Fight vs. Thanos on Titan. It's just ludicrous. Seriously and utterly, it's a mind-blowing experience of a movie. And it gets to a point where the flaws of the movie are mainly related to characters. And they're not flaws of what characters are written do. Because choices are completely in character. It's more like characters... You you just get into a pantomime almost with characters. Where it's sort of like, oh no, he didn't. Oh yes, he did. And okay, there are some actual flaws I have with the movie. Um, the main one being, fans this plan doesn't make any sense. And I get you're meant to think well, it's because he's, you know, gone batshit crazy. And that is true, but the movie doesn't necessarily spend a lot of time hammering that home. And I get movie doesn't have to hammer that home. But the problem is then you get more on thinking Fangos is actually meant to be right. And he's not meant to be right. Like, at all. He's, his plan literally makes no sense. He has Gauntlet, which will let him do anything. And he's too stubborn to actually realise that maybe he shouldn't go through with this horrible plan, which is going to result in most half people who've lived, half plants, half animals, dying because he's too stubborn to accept that maybe there's a better solution. So Fancy's plan doesn't make any sense under any stretch because, you know, even if you accept his basic principle, it doesn't work because eventually resources will grow back, would be even more finite. No. And also the fact that it only doesn't work, but the plan just about works in some regard. If you retcon Gamora's backstory in Guardians of the Galaxy, because in that movie, her entire people were killed by Thanos, and in this movie, half them were killed, and apparently half them were okay afterwards. So that doesn't work. Um, if anything, I feel like they've left out a lot of corners of Marvel Universe they could have got into. For example, what's Jane Foster doing at this point? I know some people be like, who gives a shit? But, you know... If you're going to have these big, important characters in your franchise, you know, it seems like time to get into them. I know they're having issues with um, Natalie Portman at the time, but still weird omission. The fact that Nick Fury's not in this movie very much is strange. Um, Doesn't re-add up, given his importance prior to this point. I get they probably thought we can't find a way to organically include him in the movie, but at the same time, it's... It just feels a bit weird because in Avengers Age Ultron, you know, you hinted that S.H.I.E.L.D. was back and we haven't seen him since and he hasn't even been hinted at. Is that part of why the story? I doubt it. But you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's an odd exclusion. And I I think that's about it of criticisms. I don't think you can criticise anything in this movie, particularly unless you're very narrow-minded because the action is mind-blowing. The characterization's good, the um, story's good, the tension's good, the fact that everyone's split up and doing interesting things is good it's not just 50 heroes in a room, it's little groups that don't normally interact with each other interacting with each other and everyone gets a nice little story or a nice little moment which is very cool 
So that's good to see. One of my personal highlights were again four in four's entrance in Wakanda is just mind blowingly amazing. Still to this day, one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a big budget Marvel style movie. Um, I thought the Black Panther stuff was fantastic. They really did a good job there. Um, yeah, I thought they did a good job for Captain America. He's kind of memorialised a bit, but he is very effective. And I thought the interaction between Marvel characters were very cool. One could posit that maybe Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, played by Bendit, come back and Rob Dengie. Maybe you could throw uh, a Sherlock joke in there or an illusion in there somewhere. I mean, you can say it's tad cheap, but you've got Tony Stark making Spongebob references. Like, really? That is it cheap? I also thought, um, I don't know, like, I thought Bucky getting over his mind wipe was a bit convenient. No, I'm sure they'll get into that in future movie, but it feels a tad weak. And the lack of Hawkeye, I know what they're going for, but the planet's at stake, you know. I think Hawkeye would come out of retirement for that. And, yeah, I mean... The ending was quite powerful and traumatic, but you you just even though it's not really criticism, you just know the the way movies were structured, it wasn't going to be the status quo indefinitely. So, but it's more a case of not oh my god, what happens next, but more how do they undo this of sorts. But in that, most regards, this is a fantastic movie. It's epic. It's adventurous and. It's anchored by some genuinely good performances. Josh Brolin brings a lot of menace and pathos to Thanos. So Saldana and Callum Gillen never been better. Drax, Dave Bautista gets some amazing lines which he improvised. And Rob Down Jr. delivers his best performance in a fair few movies. He seems really motivated in this one. And there's also some really good stuff from Chris Hemsworth. Maybe a bit less Captain America than I would have liked. But what we got is really good and has me hyped for Endgame. So yeah, there you go. That's Avengers Finty War. I go five out of five. Easy. Uh so tomorrow would be Ant Man and Wasp, which is a prequel to this movie, I think. Fascinating. Anyway, I'll be back tomorrow. And as always, remember, life is beautiful. <laughs>